Greetings, believers. This is your pastor, Ernan Pada, as we convey to you the message for today entitled, Kuya, Teach Me the Father. Filipino means Kuya, the elder brother. The younger brother addresses the older brother, Kuya. So we are meditating on John 17, 24 to 26. And we will be developing that progressively as we go along. And it's very exciting as we go to God's Word that He reveals who He is addressing this passage to in John 17, 24 to 26. Kuya, teach me the Father. First we go to Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 to 5. Verse 1 reads, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Last Sunday, we presented every Christian is addressed, regarded by God the Father as His children. What a privilege we have. And so, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. You see here, as a child or son of God, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This brings me to Psalm 23, 5. Thou preparest a table before me. Talks about in the blessings that God has prepared in the heavenly places. We have access by coming through Jesus Christ and claim those promises that He has given found in God's Word. It's a large stable. All the blessings are free, fully paid by Christ on the cross of Calvary. And for that reason, you and I are encouraged to come because Christians are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Thank God. In verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1, according as has chosen us in Him in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before the world was created, or even before we were born, God already knew who would believe in Him. And if you're a believer, God knows. God knew all the time that you would believe in Him. Now, verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Predestinated is beforehand. God has already chosen us to become adopted as children. So, Christians have been predestinated unto the adoption of children through Jesus Christ to Himself. Now, Christians were not adopted from an ad adoption agency, but from the kingdom of darkness, that is Satan, purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. At the time when, before we were born, before we created, God already pre-planned that will be adopted as children into the kingdom of God. And then now verse 6 of Ephesians chapter 1 still, It is to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. So we find here, God has already accepted us through Jesus Christ. Before the foundation of the world, before we were born, God, the all-knowing God, already knew that you and I will accept Jesus Christ and we are all accepted. Again, 
to the praise of the glory of His grace. And that is why even eternity will not be sufficient. I use that expression. That when we get to heaven, around the throne, with all the billions of people that have been saved, we'll be glorifying God for His grace. Now in John chapter 3 verse 5, talks about how you and I were accepted into His grace. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in verse 7, Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. So when a person is born, he is born of water. But when he is born again, he is born of the Spirit. Why? John 3, 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That is born of the water. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Adoption therefore is sealed when the sinner is born again. To be born of the flesh is flesh, meaning natural birth. The water bag is broken, or we have more than 70% made of water. That's who we are. And then born of the Spirit is of the Spirit. John 1, 12 to 14 is what we'll be uh, dealing now. In John 1, 12, it says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. As many, in John 3, 16, God so loved the world, and the condition is that whosoever believeth. That's as many. And that means the word is who will believe, receive. On the name of Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. Power, it is, if we receive Him, God has given us the power, authority. If we believe in Christ as Lord and Savior, we have that authority to say that we are children of God. So when it's a born again, not of blood, it specifies here, now, the blood means not by human descent. If a Filipino born to a Filipino, he's a Filipino. If born to a Japanese couple, he's a Japanese. If he's born to Chinese, they're Chinese. But when born into the kingdom of God, not by natural birth, by parents. If our parents are Christians, it is not automatic. We are Christians, not of the will of the flesh. I cannot make myself a Christian, and no one can. It's only by the grace of God as we believe in Jesus Christ. And now, not of the will of men, meaning to say it's not by the pastor or anybody, uh, minister, to make one a Christian, declare a person a Christian by a ceremony or a certain human-made procedure. No, it says here, it is only by the will of God. For why? In Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace ye have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. By grace, and it's a gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God. If it is saved through faith, not of works, very clearly. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus, created unto good works. It says in verse 9 of Ephesians chapter 2, Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And so now we come to John 1, 14. How was this happen? 
and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's how God made this possible and the price He paid through Jesus Christ. The Word became flesh. What does it say in John 1, 1? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him. Hallelujah. And that Word became flesh, John 1, 14. So how did that happen? Philippians 2, 5, 8 declares it in black and white. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He is God. What form? It's a spirit. And what's the form of God? Jesus then was a spirit. And he did not think it to be something to be held unto as being equal with God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. They're equal. But made himself of no reputation according to Ephesians 2, 7. And took upon him the form of a servant and made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that is why in Galatians 2.20, the Christian should say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And his life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. So, a person has confessed Jesus as Lord. But I've heard of so many in crusades, in evangelistic meetings, that some even come forward to the altar. Some stand up saying, we confess Jesus as Lord. But that's our one problem. In Romans 8, 14, it reads, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is one distinction. If we are born in the Spirit, we are led by the Holy Spirit of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. When we are led by the Spirit, we can address Him, Father, from the depths of our heart, because we have the con confidence that the Spirit is in us. Now, verse 16, the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. To become sure that we are children of God, it's not a certificate. It's not a baptismal certificate or a membership of a church. It is the witness of the Spirit that we are children of God. Hallelujah. He Holy Spirit himself bears that witness. And if children, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may be also be glorified together. Now we are sons of God as being led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. Hallelujah. And the last part there is what we read. We are heirs, heredero, and joint heirs with Christ. With Christ. Like Christ. With Christ. Christ in us. The eternal position of believers. Now in Hebrews 2.11, For he, both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. 
Jesus is not ashamed to call those who believe in him as brothers, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church, and I sing praise unto thee. Jesus will declare God's name to the brethren. Imagine that. We are not only called Christians, we are the brothers, brethren of Jesus Christ. Now, as we come to our almost our closing here, in John 17, 24-26, the prayer of Jesus is contained in the whole chapter of John 17. In the last part, these words are, Father, I will that they also, whom you have given to me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Hallelujah. He prayed that Christians will be where he is right now. What thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father, he prays. The world hath not known thee, but I have made known I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and have declared unto them the name, and declare it that the love of wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. What a wonderful prayer that we'll be with him where he is, we'll be held, we behold his glory, not the glorious man, but a glorified King of Kings. And he prayed for Christians to know that he is the Messiah. Really, Jesus is praying that we will really know him from our hearts, that he is the Son of God who came to this earth. And Jesus prayed for Christians to experience the true agape love, the divine love through Jesus Christ. That's why in heaven, it will be an atmosphere of love. No matter what nationality, no racism, we are one in Christ, we are one body. And so, in 1 John 5, 15, 19 to 20, this would be our conclusion. And we know that we are of God. Hallelujah. And the whole world lieth in darkness. And we know that the Son of God is come, the Messiah, and has given an understanding that we may know Him. We can now recognize Him. We'll know the truth. We'll know him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, that in Him His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God, and that is eternal life. Hallelujah. By knowing the truth in Jesus Christ, and we are in God, we are experiencing eternal life. So <clears throat> Hebrews 7.28 gives us a powerful revelation. It says, Wherefore He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for him. Jesus is alive forever, making intercession for us here on earth, praying, praying, praying. And all those dead ones who have died in Christ, they're part of the body of Christ. And if the head, Jesus Christ, is praying, Every member of the body right now in heaven are praying. And if you have relatives who have died ahead and are believers, they are praying for you. We don't have to pray that they will pray for us. That is what they are doing. It says here in Hebrews, He is ever interceding, non-stop praying that we will not fail in our faith. And so in Romans chapter 8, it says, 
No one can ever take us from the love of Jesus Christ. Why? He is ever praying for you and me. Let me pause in prayer. Almighty God, thank you. As we're asking you that you will reveal to us through your Son, Kuya, reveal to us, teach us the Father. That, oh God, thank you. Because not only you're teaching us, you have given us the written word. The word became flesh. That word we have the Bible today is just a written record of what became flesh. Your word became flesh in Jesus Christ. And has now shed his blood and rose and risen again. And is now seated on the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We have this wonderful privilege to become your brother. Oh, hallelujah. The younger brothers with Jesus Christ. And you are not ashamed to call us your brother. Oh, hallelujah. Your sister, brethren. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We are secure in you as we just keep our faith in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.